Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And let's look at the person of Anna, who we will learn about on Sunday. And good luck to Anson and Pastor Dave, who are preaching on Anna, because there's about three verses on her. (sighs) And yeah, I heard that sigh. Um, So I think that's kind of tough to preach a 30-ish minute sermon on someone that has three verses about them. But this is definitely part of the kind of with God uh, journey that we are reading about. And she fits into the Christmas um, with God series. So yeah, um, actually, I'm going to I'll just read the the three verses. And then Anson will let you give us some kind of background on Anna. But Luke 2 36 through 38 says, there was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. All right, tell us about Anna and why uh, should we kind of pay attention to these three verses at the beginning Mm -hmm. of Luke? Anna is this fascinating, and I talked about it, I I preached on Anna this past Sunday in in downtown, and I'll be in Milford this upcoming Sunday. Um, But Anna is this fascinating person that I think if you look at her spiritual life, it has the ability to in, invade our spiritual life at a very critical and, and poignant spot, yet it is very short, uh, her story and everything about it. But you find out a couple details about her. She was a prophetess, which she she spoke the words, she spread the word of God um, from the tribe of Asher, the daughter of Penuel. Um, she's one of only people in the Bible um, who are called prophetesses. You've got Miriam, the sister of Moses, Deborah, the judge, Huldah, the wife of Shalom, um, Isaiah's wife, and then Philip's four unmarried daughters. Um, so she's in, in company with among those. Uh, we talked about Deborah earlier in the year, um, and we have an episode on that if you want to go back and look at that. And then we find out a little bit about her life. Like um, Chris very much emphasized the she is very old. Um, at this point um, in her in her life, you you hear that she's very old. She's lived in the temple for a long time because early on in her marriage, seven years into her marriage, she lost her husband um, and chose to not go and get remarried. Chose to not um, to to not find another spouse, to not find um, anything like that, which probably meant she chose to live in an impoverished state. Meaning she she chose to live near the temple or in the temple. Um, she chose to be um, scraping by with food, scraping by with resources, scraping by because um, women at this at this time weren't um, out making money. They weren't right. doing a whole lot um, of of finance to help finances. In a sense, they didn't have the respect that they deserve or should have. So 
Anna choosing to do this was actually a laying laying a future life for herself down um, in order to to serve and, and love the Lord. Mm. Um, and that is what you hear about Anna. Um, like you hear that th- this word, she never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Like that idea of consistent and constant worship and prayer and, and to, to God, to learning about God, to wanting to be with God, to wanting to be in God's presence. Like you see this in all throughout scripture that God's presence plays such an important role in, in the life of, of people. It starts in Genesis all the way through Revelation that God's presence is so impactful. And while the Holy Spirit had not yet come, she spent all of her time in the temple, in the place where God's presence dwelt, um, and and wanting to be with God. She could never enter the Holy of Holies, but she spent pretty much her entire life as close to, to that as she could. Um, and I think that is probably, that's what I end up talking about in my sermon. Nice, is, yeah. Is entering the presence of the Lord, wanting to exist in the presence of the Lord, and also always being in the presence of the Lord, like mm-hmm. what that looks like, what that can be, how that would transform our life. Because you see in Anna's life, like there's a lot of people who over the course of Jesus' life rejected Jesus, didn't think he was the Messiah, didn't think he was the son of God. And literally as soon as she sees Jesus in the temple, says coming up at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke. And that word, that the, the verb in Greek that is used for spoke, is not a, I spoke one time. It is a, she continually talked and spoke about Jesus, about the child, who they were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So because she spent so much time with God and and with the Spirit, um, she knew when, when he walked in. Like when Jesus walked in, when Jesus was presented, because she had spent so much time in God's presence, she knew him. And it sort of brings up this idea um, that as I was, I was, I preached this Sunday and I was talking to my wife afterwards um, and, and we were sort of talking through th- this idea and she was, um, she was sharing a little bit of her own thoughts and, and stuff. And I thought it was so powerful is, is this idea that like, d- she spent so much time with God that when jo- God walked in, it was like, that's God. Yeah. That's like awesome. That's who he is. And then it sort of brings up this thing in your own, in, in your own life, my own life is right. like. If God walked in, like, do, have you spent enough time with him that you would recognize his characteristics? Great question. Like, would you recognize who he is? And I think that it, it points out a couple things because it also points out, like, do we spend enough time with God to to see the um, to see the results that God has on our life so that we are greater and greater reflecting him? Um, and I, I think for me, when I when I think about that question my own life i'm like anson you got a long long way to go and a lot of time to be spent with the lord in order for that to happen yeah um so i'm hopeful um that this this week this passage is is a powerful one for you i think while it's three verses and sometimes that makes it hard to write a sermon um on three verses um you you do get a lot of of um information you get a lot of influence from these three verses that if we allow god to speak through them into our holy uh, into our spiritual life um and into how we are navigating and pursuing the lord so Anna's an awesome person she as as our with god bible sort of it describes her she is the epitome outside of jesus of the with god life like her husband died she spent the rest of her life with god yeah 
So I do have one question for you. When you are given by Dave, um, like, hey, this is who I would like you to preach on, and you go and see that it is only three verses long, unlike someone like Moses, Abraham, mm. where you're like, sweet, got a whole book and chapters, <laughs> right? Where do you go then to kind of do your research yeah. on this person? Now, obviously, we've got the With God Bible mm. um, that has that we've kind of been using as a footprint. But, um, yeah, are there any other places that you go to get yeah. your information and you study? Because our offices are next to each other. I see your nose in books yeah. a lot as you're prepping uh, throughout the week for your sermon uh, and for this podcast. So, yeah, what are some of those resources you use? Yeah, so it really depends on the sermon. So, like, sometimes if you get a short passage, you are saying, all right, let me find all the resources I can um, that will sort of help me. Um, and then there's sometimes where you've got, like, all right, you preach on Moses. There's, like, 40 chapters. You've got so much to choose from. But um, it really – there's a couple. Um, I have a commentary series that I go to quite a bit. It's just in my office. I couldn't name the n- name of the commentary series. Yeah. I steal Jake's commentary series quite a bit. Yep. He's got um, a good library. He has an NIV um, application commentary, um, which does a very good job of – it does a commentary on the passage. Then it brings it to it, – it has commentary on passage. It bridges context, meaning it allows us and gives information about the context the passage was written in and then get brings it into contemporary viewpoint. So it allows you to sort of see how the passage can fluctuate from here's what it means for us today and here's why it means what it means for us today based on the context and based on these things. So I think that that commentary does a great job and is really helpful for me. Um, there's a couple of websites I use that are, are reputable. I use the Gospel Coalition quite a, a bit. Great one, yeah. It's an awesome one. If you listen to our episode on Wednesday, the article yeah. that we're referencing is from there. Um, so I use those. Um, there there are times where uh, I will ask people, like honestly, Jake Scott, our Milford campus pastor, I go to him quite a bit for information or ideas or, or things like that. Um, but I also always start my sermons and try to always start. I shouldn't say always. It's not 100%, but I try to start just me in the passage. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that when you're preaching or when you're teaching on the word, um, that you you do want to trust the Holy Spirit working through you, and right. then you you use commentaries and 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 these things to to hopefully um, aid and and help um, your message and the message the Holy Spirit has yeah. given you through the text to to get across and make sure you're not giving one that isn't there and right. and stuff. So um, it generally I go to commentaries. Generally I go to the Gospel Coalition, um, and and there's a couple other sites I'll I'll pull from and mm-hmm. stuff, but. Um, you, I mean, you, you open one commentary on, on a passage that you think you've read your entire life, it yeah. will blow your mind, um, and, and on what you can pull out of, yeah, of absolutely. Text, so nice. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate all the hard work that you put in, um, and like Dave and Jake, Tommy, Matt as well, uh, you guys do a great job and, uh, yeah, when you're preaching, you want to make sure that one, you got your facts straight and two, that you're able to present it, um, both like from a very, kind of truth and analytical point but also from like the personal side as well uh, and you guys do a great job of that so really looking forward to sunday uh, hope to see everyone there and uh thank you anson for all you do we'll catch you later man see you chris thank you for joining crossway on the with god pod make sure to catch all our content on sundays and during the week see you next time